This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the December 9th, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters. In every combat movie I have ever watched, they spray bullets for about 20 seconds and then yell, I'm almost out of ammo. Mostly I just wanted to get that line in, but did read today in the Wall Street Journal that we are running low on ammunition due to the Ukraine war and need to get production going. Nantucket makes it legal for all to go topless. Not required, just legal. I linked to an article in The Guardian titled Iranian Forces Shooting at Faces and Genitals of Female Protesters, Medics Say. The article suggests that medical professionals are noticing a difference where males and females are being shot. I have a slight worry something like this is a Western intelligence plant, but assume it is true. If it is true, one more example that awful people exist in the world. Several additional attacks on the U.S. electrical grid with the targeting of electrical substations. Another poll shows that college students are afraid to share their views in class or on campus. Suck it up, buttercups. Don't be wimps, like a lot of the folks my age. Say bite me when they try to silence you. Then call me for advice of where you can apply to college after you get booted. Moving on. The Washington Times has a piece by Joseph Clark titled Second Installment of Twitter Files Reveals Platform's Push to Silence Conservatives. First, I just took a quick scan of the NPR, MSNBC, and CNN websites and did not see this story highlighted. Maybe it is buried somewhere, but not in the main. I am absolutely positive if the story was files were released showing that liberals had been silenced, they would have been all over the story. For years, conservatives complained of being shadow banned. Most were not blocked, just the volume was turned down for those folks. Limits were placed on distribution of their tweets. The leaders of Twitter assured us that shadow banning did not occur. Nope, not shadow banning. Now we find out they called it visibility filtering, or VF for short. Tools included a, quote, search blacklist, end quote. Quote, do not amplify, end quote. Maybe the leaders did not know, and it was done by the many woke in the middle. We will know more soon. One specific that I find awful was a Stanford University professor by the name of Dr. Jayanta Bhattachaira, who was put on the trends blacklist because he spoke out against lockdowns. Note, up until three years ago, the WHO was against lockdown, so this was not a way out there view. And if you read his bio, it is damned impressive. Dr. Gianta is also a co-author of the Great Barrington Declaration, which is a group of medical professionals who politely offered other thoughts on how the pandemic should be handled. The response of our media giants and the government was to try to crush them. I am against that. U.S. Senator Kirsten Sinema from Arizona is changing her party affiliation from Democrat to Independent. Currently, she does not plan to caucus with Republicans. A few thoughts. During her Senate campaign, she ran as a moderate. I have heard that one before and did not believe her, partly because she had a left-wing background. She was right. I was wrong. She also seems to try to be cordial to Republicans. 
And though she is a first-term senator, she found herself smack dab in the middle and helped to shape legislation. She likely was going to face a primary challenge in 2024 from the hard left. I'm not a big third-party fan because usually they share votes with one of the remaining parties closest to them and both lose. But what if Cinema and Manchin create an unaligned group? Call it a party if you want. And invited others to hang with them to discuss issues. You know, Susan Collins from Maine and Mitt Romney from Utah would hang with them. And Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. Maybe a few others from the Democratic side, like John Tester of Montana and Mark Kelly of Arizona, or independent Angus King of Maine. As a group, they could shape legislation, or at least discuss it in a rational way. Seriously, I think I'm on to something here, and Kirsten Cinema may give us a way out of the abyss we are in. Margot Kidder wrote the linked Federalist article titled, Is the abortion escort who went after pro-life Mark Houck the real FACE Act violator? Court filing suggests yes. I share this not as an abortion piece, but as a government piece. The basis is that a pro-life protester was protesting in the area of an abortion clinic and was arrested for allegedly violating the FACE Act including allegedly pushing a person to the ground who was escorting women into the abortion facility. The FACE Act is an act making it unlawful to prevent access to abortion clinics, but also to clinics for those who may want to keep their babies. It is called the Federal Access to Clinic Entrances. The state considered charges against Mr. Houck and chose not to prosecute. The feds got involved, presented evidence to a grand jury, and arrested Mr. Houck at his house, in front of his family. Okay, not so bad. Per the article, quote, some 20 law enforcement officers, including many with ballistic shields, long guns, and a battering ram, swarmed outside the home of Mark Halk in late September 2022 to arrest at gunpoint. A bit much, don't you think? According to the defense motion to dismiss, so take it with a grain of salt, the incident happened after the two ladies left the abortion clinic, were no longer being escorted by a pro-abortion person, were a bit away from the abortion clinic, were near a pregnancy center, and possibly trying to enter it when the abortion escort walked across the street to Mr. Houck and the two ladies and blocked the way. A push or a hip chuck may have resulted in the former abortion escort falling to the ground. If those facts are true, then Mr. Halk argues the escort should be charged with violation of that FACE Act. If it is only true that the abortion escort was no longer escorting the ladies who were 100 feet from the abortion clinic, then Mr. Halk should not have been charged. The article also quotes Mr. Halk in his filing, quote, the government's refusal to apply FACE to pro-choice abortion individuals like Mr. Love while simultaneously and aggressively applying it to pro-life individuals like Mr. Houck and more than 20 other pro-life individuals in 2022 is unconstitutionally selective and viewpoint discriminatory, end quote. Again, my intent in relaying this is not so much about abortion. I don't like government interference and government lacking even-handedness. Maybe this is one more example of conservatives allowing liberals to control the institutions, and I blame conservatives for giving in. But only so far. 
often folks like me just can't believe that the institutions will be so blatantly biased and don't fight because we don't want to be wrong. But time after time, it turns out that the deck is in fact stacked against us. And folks, this was the attraction of Donald Trump. He called bullshit where there was bullshit. Admittedly, he also called bullshit where there was not bullshit. Romney and Bush just turned the other cheek. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.